Welcome to the Denver Deep Dive Podcast. We are your hosts, Charlie Cummings and Lorenzo Gonzalez. Thanks for joining us. Our focus is on bringing awareness to the expert knowledge, passion, and personalities that have been and continue to be part of Denver's vibrant growth. We'll be exploring commercial real estate, cryptocurrency, cannabis, food and beverage, and health and wellness, along with the experts operating enthusiastically in each space. Every episode will showcase the individuals impacting these arenas, what they see as industry participants, and what new insights you can take away for yourself and your current ventures. We know we aren't the only shamelessly curious people out there, so if you love learning for its own sake, you're in the right place. Follow us on social media, wherever you consume your podcast. On today's podcast, we have Katie Nobel, who is an account executive with Fidelity National Title. Uh, Katie and I actually met uh, when I was at the downtown office of KW, and she had given a great presentation. And so we talked afterwards, and uh, I was like, we're going to do business together. <laughs> uh, Katie truly has an immense understanding of real estate, working from both the brokerage and now the title world. Um, besides procuring title and escrow services, Katie prides herself on being in the relationship business, which is paramount to what I do at Lorenzo here. Um, she's focused on building a genuine, trustworthy business relationship. Why is she unique? Um, first of all, <laughs> she has tons of ridiculous stories and borderline bad jokes, which, as you know, at any closing table is much needed when there's certainly some high pressure involved. So uh, she will always guarantee you're going to laugh, um, whether it's a bad joke or just her in general, whatever that may be. <laughs> Usually at me. <laughs> um, and aside from that, she's just really about doing whatever she can to best serve her clients. And uh, as crazy as it might, responding to text or emails on her overseas vacations, which she does. So truly committed to what she does, and we are couldn't be more grateful to have her here on our show. So, so Katie, tell us about how did you get in the real estate business to begin with? Okay, well, thank you for having me first. Thanks for having me on your podcast. Absolutely. Um, how did I get in the real estate business? Um, that's a good question. It was haphazardly by chance. Um, I graduated in 2010, and I was working for a my friend's dad. He was a divorce attorney. And I was like scanning papers and it was not for me. So I went to look for another job and I um, found a job as a receptionist at Unique Properties. So that is how I got into the business. Um, so I worked there for a couple of years and then I worked at a company called Avis and Young for a couple of years. And then when I had been in brokerage, I had met um, a woman named Laurel Rossi who is my mentor and favorite human ever. And um, I went to work with her at Stewart Title. She gave me a shot and we worked there for, I. she was there for 25 years. I was there for like a year and a half and then I left and I've been at Fidelity for coming up on three years now. So that's kind of my path in the business and how I got into it. I like couldn't find a job and started answering phones and now I'm selling Title. <laughs> So Nobody. what does that mean? What does title mean? I mean, I mean that means you sell yeah. houses, right? Yes. So I was joking with uh, Lorenzo and Charlie earlier that when I tell people I work in title insurance, they're like, oh, you sell houses? And I'm like, yes, that's exactly what I do. Um, so yes, a lot of people don't know what title insurance is. So title insurance is um, an insurance project product that's different than typical insurance in the fact that it, it protects and insures you from anything that has happened in the past. 
So rather than protecting you from something that could happen, we do the research to prove that you're the true owner of your property, that you own it free and clear, and there's no chance that someone can come back in the future and say, well, actually, I was an heir from like 35 years ago, and I technically have ownership rights. Um, we will protect you in the event of any sort of loss associated with an error that may have been made um, on the part of our company. Just as an aside, we have a 2% claim rate company-wide, so it doesn't happen very often. Um, you have to get title insurance if you go um, are getting a mortgage. So if you're going through a bank, you have to have title insurance. Um, it's not required on a cash transaction, although recommended. So um, it's a lot of research. And then the other kind of side of um, what we do is escrow services. So when you're closing a real estate transaction, we will help you settle out all the fees, record documents, disperse funds at closing, um, make sure that you know your water sewer is prorated correctly, um, help with any other issues, HOA issues. I know Charlie oh, and I have um, <laughs> dealt with that on deals before. So we just try to help you like, you know, navigate the transaction process in as smooth of a way as possible. And my job really um, as a sales representative is to figure out ways to add value to my clients. So, um, you know, I'm in the relationship business in the sense that it's my job to go out and build relationships with people and get to know them and build a level of trust. But it's also in the um, with the intention of figuring out like how their business um, can be, you know, simplified, made better, how we can, you know, make the process easier for them. And so just trying to figure out, you know, where companies are struggling and how we can fill the void there. So that's pretty much. I know you're big on doing those uh, transaction reports weekly. You send out mm -hmm. to brokers and that's really useful. So, I mean, you, yeah. do, you do a lot of things that, like you said, you know, they're certainly add value from my side because well, I see you. those things and yeah. like, oh, this is great. You know, great reminder of what's going on out there. Yeah. It's good to be able to like provide information to people and connect them when they're seeking, you know, services on a transaction, whether it be financing or surveyors, environmental um, tax companies, anything that someone needs. And so it's kind of my job to know as many people as humanly possible so that I am a one-stop resource for my clients. So if you have a need and you ask me, like, I can always have some solution for you. Um, it's a good job where, you know, I'm really trying to figure out solutions in a business where things are really gray, but people are really used to like working in a black and white world. So it's kind of navigating the like black and white mentality versus like people who are mo more open and like, you know, present company. Cause we do something that is not as like, it's not black and white. It's very gray all the time. So kind of how do I communicate those two different ideologies and get them to work together and create solutions for clients? There's a lot of takeover in the title business though too. I've seen a lot of these mergers and, and so what's going on with that as far as where does Fidelity Fitness now? Yes, so Fidelity <clears throat> is um, a massive company. We are the largest title company in the United States. I think we employ like 25,000 people. So in the Denver market, there has been some consolidation in recent years. We uh, merged all of the Fidelity brands together in January of 2016. So now we underwrite on um, Fidelity, Chicago Title, and Commonwealth. So we took all of the commercial divisions from Heritage, Chicago, and Fidelity and put them into one division. So that's my division. Um, Fidelity is in the process of purchasing Stewart Title. Um, that's been announced wow. in the news. I can't really shed any light on that business transfer because we don't have any information. So it's projected to close um, in the early quarters of next year, maybe one or two, but I don't really know. Um, 
I have no clue what that's going to look like. I have no clue how it's going to affect people at Stuart Title or Fidelity. So I can't really speak to that at all. But it should be interesting. And um, it's nice to be able to work at a company like Fidelity because at least, you know, when you have this many resources, you know, you can be a full service provider to your clients. Like I have the ability to do national business out of Denver. So I can close a deal anywhere in the United States of America out of Colorado. And like, that's no trouble. And, you know, we have a lot of products that we offer and we have a lot of, you know, underwriting capability. And it's just like a powerful company with a lot of information. So it's helpful for my business. You know, when we're trying to talk about adding value, I have a lot of resources at my fingertips to help add value to clients. And what would you say the biggest challenge you face as an account rep in, in the title business? Um, I think it's, you know, kind of separating yourself. It's a very competitive, it's very similar to brokerage, you know, it's really competitive business. And so how do you um, separate yourself from others and get your team structured in a way that you are a well-oiled machine and you're working, you know, efficiently, but also managing customer service needs, you know, in a good way. And obviously I think that's like the hardest struggle for people is like building that up and then maintaining it and being able to like, you know, navigate change. Cause the other thing is the title business is always changing. People are always moving, um, changing companies. Clients are always changing companies. Um, there's always just a lot of shifting going on. So you have to be adaptable to change and, um, just kind of, I don't know, you just, I used to freak out by change. Now I'm like, Oh, okay. This will be a new adventure. We'll see where we go today. Well, I think your ability to follow through because as a realtor, you know, I have, I have, I have lenders and title people just wanting to meet with me all the time. And it gets so frustrating because when you have a relationship with somebody. So, I mean, as far as your approach, when you do meet a new realtor that you don't have business with, what's your, I guess, what's your process of how, you know, you can, you know, initially provide the value where they're like, Hey, I actually do want to meet with you and see yeah. what you can do for me. It kind of depends on the person. Um, but definitely trying to get in, uh, a good communication with the person where you can like try to quickly ascertain like what they need so you can figure out how you can provide value. Um, so that's, I mean, sometimes it's harder to do, especially if you have no con if it's like a cold call and you have to try to get in there, it might take like, you know, a couple of phone calls and then finding them at an event to be like, Hey, so you probably don't know me, but you should. <laughs> um, and here's why. Um, and sometimes like you can do background research to kind of know, like, or, you know, get information from other people to kind of figure out what their struggles are. But obviously the best way to find ways to add value is to get to know people. So, um, some people it's easier to figure out than others. Sometimes it takes a long time, but I don't know. I don't know if I have like a tailored sales approach other than I just like get people and try to tail tailor my, I guess, approach to how people do business and how I think like they would respond well to things. So what would you say now in your time in brokerage, but also title now, you know, the, certainly the average <laughs> age in the commercial brokerage world is probably about 60, 65. Uh, so what would you say to people new getting into either title or commercial real estate uh, kind of advice you would have to, to kind of get going, you know, and to, yeah. to really get their, their feet. Um, well, I will say, I feel like the business is, you know, getting some more youth, not to say there's anything wrong with wisdom and experience because there's a lot of that and it's much appreciated. Um, I guess the hardest 
like, or the best advice I can give to people getting into commercial real estate is um, it can be a tough business. You will quickly learn that you have to have thick skin if you're going to make it in this business. So you will develop that quickly. What does that um, mean? Don't go on thick skin. I mean, just, just elaborate on that as far as... I mean, I always joke around with people that you have to have elephant skin to work in this business because, I mean, just things happen. Like, it's it's business. It's cutthroat business. So, like, you know, I was talking about this with my manager this morning. There are times where you're going to get boxed out of something you've been working on for a really long time or someone's going to go behind your back or, um, you know, like you'll have been working an angle on something only to find that someone's working the other angle and they have the upper hand and you're just kind of SOL. And like, I mean, I also think just being in the business world as a millennial and um, like, you know, you have to learn that like people don't coddle you at work. So they may have like your parents might have coddled you, but like that's not going to happen at work. So like when people tell you to do stuff and they just tell you to do things like you can't take that personally, you just have to go do it. That's really good advice I can give because I remember I used to get like so hurt when people would tell me to do stuff, which now is like hilarious because that's my job and it's like why is that work so like don't be i mean i have to say this in a censored way that i normally <laughs> wouldn't say it but have some strength and don't be a weakling right well and there's there there's an i mean i don't know if other people can relate but there is something terrifying about the uncertainty of dealing with people because if you're having conversations face to face i can't listen to what you're saying and say, give me 10 minutes so I can formulate a response. I've got to be able to deal with things in real time. And, and you, yes. can, you can never predict where a conversation is going to go. Yep. That is really hard. Um, I agree with you because you're like, you have to think on your feet and you have to control your emotions, which is like probably the hardest part <laughs> about working is like, cause you know, if it's like your family member, you blow up at them and then you like 10 minutes later, like, I love it's you. It's my mom. They'll forgive Sorry, me. Sorry. Yeah but you can't like blow up at work, even though like you really want to sometimes, but that would be embarrassing. Mm -hmm. And this isn't a movie. So you can't just like, <laughs> you know, it's like that one scene from the movie where he, I, you know, where he's like, you're cool. Yeah. yeah. You know, so you can't do that at work. Um, I hope that didn't get picked up. Um, it, it sounds like, you know, so that, you know, there, there's a lot of things to consider in terms of difficulties and, and challenges but well, there's yeah. a lot of benefits oh this is a, amazing yeah so. i mean this business is great i think it builds a lot of skills like it builds a lot of self-awareness because you are tested to your limits this is a gr this business is a grind no matter what side you get in um it is a grind like it takes a long time to build success but when you do build success it can be extremely lucrative and in the meantime you've like grown significantly and you've gained a lot of strength you've learned to like prioritize and I mean, it's a self-starter business in almost every aspect. Like, mm -hmm. you have to have control and the ability to, like, work hard and be a self-starter. Like, there are people who get in this business who just won't be successful because it's not their personality. So um, I think it's good. And, and you're, meeting, yeah. you're meeting lots of, you know, people that own commercial real estate, usually on businesses, and, and you're mm -hmm. influencers, I would say, in Denver in the market. So yeah. you're meeting lots of interesting people on deals and closings, and so you never know. Who you're gonna you know talk to yeah i think it's a great career i mean especially for women i will like totally make this plug right now um because i'm on this podcast and i can so i'm really involved in crew and crew is commercial real estate women and it's an organization nationally um it has 
statewide chapters that focuses on the promotion of women in commercial real estate. And um, there are not a lot of young women going into commercial real estate. And that's a big focus of Crew Foundation, which is kind of their basic um, nonprofit, is mm -hmm. to help engage young women to get them active in this field. Like, there are more women in this field now than there were 20 years ago, but there still is like such a disparity between the number of men that work in commercial real estate and women. And it can be a really amazing field for women because a lot of um, you can make a lot of money, which is super empowering and good for women. I think it's great for women to make their own money. And I think, you know, you can learn a lot and you can gain a lot of respect from people by being knowledgeable and you know, being a shrewd business person and, mm -hmm. you know, it gives you the opportunity. And I think like it's extra empowering for women when you're working in a male dom dominated field to like be successful in spite of the fact that you're, you know, a smaller population of the greater whole. And so um, I think it's good, especially for young women to get involved and not to be scared by it. Like I actually prefer working with a lot of men. It's easier to do business. It's more direct. Um, you get things accomplished quickly. Not to say that you don't get things accomplished quickly when you're just mm -hmm. working with women. Women are great to work with as well. And I think that's why they thrive in this business. But just the culture and stuff, you know. But I do think it takes a certain personality, right? And there's yeah. a lot of people that I know that would just not be cut out. They could have the aptitude to run analysis and do underwriting, and they can know property. But there's an emotional kind of intelligence maturity, I will call it. Yeah, that is very, very high level demand. Well, and I think you have to have a good sense of humor. Yes. And I think that's like the number one thing you should have in every aspect of business because business is super stressful and there are really, really horrible things that can happen to you when you spend hours working on something and it falls through. And like, if you do not have a good sense of humor, like you will not survive this business. And so I think that is like, I mean, that's why I try to always you know, bring some levity to like closings and business situations because like, I don't like, you don't always have to be so serious and life doesn't mm. always have to be painful. It can be like, it can suck, but still be funny. And it's like, it makes hard things easier when you make light of the funny aspects of them. And so, um, yeah. It's really cool to hear too. Cause one of the things that I think is important about what you're saying is millennials in the workplace and then millennials men and women in real estate is, is really really cool to think about because you there's a lot of guys working in the industry which is limiting because you have one type of perspective and i think for the men that can appreciate why different perspectives are valuable especially when they're not your own uh, it's actually better to have as many other perspectives as possible yes. and to also be able to bring a sense of meaning to work. So I think one thing that our generation has in common is like, we want to work, we want to make money, we want to have fun, but we want the work we do to actually feel meaningful. Mm -hmm. And we don't want to just show up and scan papers. Yeah. Um, and so being able to bring a sense of humor to interactions that don't need to be meaningful, but make them meaningful anyways, that's really cool. And then for the sake of relationships, I would rather have a relationship with someone who can inject meaning than someone who's just going to be cold and calculating and it's not going to be as enjoyable. Yeah, it's cool to hear that you're you're you're. I always love when a person is operating within an industry that you wouldn't think of as being like deeply impactful and meaningful, but they find a way to inject it themselves. Oh well, yeah, thank you. I try. I mean, I just at the end of the day, like we spend so much time at work, we have 100%. to have like some fun, and 
I like to be happy and make jokes. I'm not going to be boring for 40 to 50 hours of my week. Like, no, thank you. I have no time for that. Um, so, yeah, I guess my advice is girls get involved in commercial real estate. Guys, you should keep doing it, too. It's going to be a grind for a few years, but it will be worth it. And it'll make you a like better human. Just well, be ethical. I'm, I'm curious, I mean, because you're, you're saying a lot of things that I think are really important to hear. For the person who is considering, you know, moving into commercial real estate, what sort of things do you recommend that they should do? And what sort of things would you recommend that they absolutely should not do? Um, That's a really good question. Uh, should do. Maybe should isn't the right word, but like, talk, talk, talk to Dr. Downing Hunter. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> yes, we had to get to that. Best day of my life at my yeah, job. Yeah, so, so what happened that day? We'll take a, we'll take a detour. We gotta hear okay, the detour of Dog the Bounty Hunter. Um, so Charlie, great guy, uh, sent me a deal uh, from, what is it, Red? Red. Yeah. Red was selling his airplane hanger, and uh, I happened to be in the office, and I like to come in and talk to them, and I was chatting with them, and Red is a fascinating man. He has his hand in a lot of different endeavors, and he just had a really like fascinating, entertaining personality. And I don't even know how, oh, he mentioned that he owns Bail Bonds Company. Yes. And, and I just was like, oh, well, do you know Dog the Bounty Hunter? And he goes, well, yeah, he's like my best friend. <laughs> like, You're lying. Stop <laughs> it. Stop it. Yeah, he calls him and is like, hey, dog, how's it going? And like talks to dog and then is like, here, Okay, side note, I'm obsessed with Dog the Bounty Hunter, <laughs> like, since I was young. I love this. Um, it's, like, my guilty pleasure in life. I just love his blonde mullet, like, so much. <laughs> yeah. And I love Leland's mullet braid. And I just, like, love how they're, like, so intense. And then they, like, they, like, beat people when they, like, bring them into submission. And then they're, like, hey, brother, you want a cigarette? What's going on in your life? So it's just, like, so funny how they go from, like, one end of the spectrum to, like, a complete opposite. And I just think Beth is, like, the most amazing woman. I mean, she's so intense. And, like, they're just, like, the – I just love it. It's, like, my favorite thing to watch on TV when I stayed home sick. So I just, like, fangirled out, like, hard. And I was, like – Oh my God, Dog the Bounty Hunter! And I will say he sounds exactly the same, obviously, because that would be weird if he sounded different. <laughs> and he like was just so nice, and I don't even remember what we said, but I did say like, well, Beth is the best," and he said like, "Well, don't be fooled. Like, it looks like Beth runs the show, but she doesn't." And I was like, hey, "Dog, you have to remember that like the woman is the or the man might be the head, but the woman is the neck." And he just like laughed. And I was like, tell Beth I love her. And I was like, Charlie witnessed this. I was like freaking out the whole time. And then he was like, God bless you. And I was like, God bless you, dog. <laughs> I knew you would tell me to God bless. He's the greatest. I love dogs. So that made pretty much like my entire, um, what season was that? Was Summer, May. May. I don't even know. It made my whole season of whatever season it was. <laughs> But now we're trying to do some real estate deals for dogs. So you got to like get in in there so he can like sell his bail bond companies. Okay. Are we out of so time? as far as, uh, sort <laughs> of like bad habits, what would you say, or, you know, things to strive for, but also things to watch out for, you know, yeah, um, someone who's motivated right. to move it. They're saying, yeah, this Katie girl's making a ton of sense. I want to consider commercial real estate. 
what sorts of things should I consider? I would just say always be open-minded and like open to constructive criticism and learning how to do things differently. Educate yourself, like read about what's going on in your market, go to networking events, go to informational events, meet people. Don't be like opposed to networking. Um, networking is what makes the world go round. And if anybody has learned anything in life is it's all about who, you know, unfortunately. So, mm -hmm. um, don't be afraid to do that. Cause I know a lot of like brokers don't like to network and I think that they should. Um, and that's nothing against them. They should do things the way they want. I guess like the best advice I can give to people in this business of like what not to do is, um, this is like what you should do is stay humble. Mm -hmm. Um, you can be really successful in this business but you should always stay humble and like realize like if real estate is totally a communal business, some people reap a lot of the reward because they're at the hierarchy. And so they make a lot of money, but like, I always remind myself, like I wouldn't make the commissions I make if the team that supports me wasn't doing their job well. And so those people should be immensely appreciated because I would have nothing if it weren't right, for them. And I think that a lot of people in real estate can become so successful and they can lose sight of the fact that like, yeah, they were successful and their ideas helped mastermind a lot of their success, but they couldn't have implemented that success if they didn't have a strong team. And so I think, you know, really appreciating the people who support you, having been a support staff person like i just really understand that like you know brokers are great but their admins are like what put their ideas into motion mm -hmm. and you know i know a lot of brokers struggle with admin and like keeping people it's like appreciation is like a big factor and i would say this to any broker i was eating lunch with or having coffee with like you have to appreciate the people who support you i try to be as appreciative of the team i work with and i think that that's really what helps you and just remember that like you're lucky and you worked hard and you were in the right place but you gain success from the help of others. Yeah, and even thanking other brokers. I don't think many brokers do even just acknowledge it. Hey, thanks for bringing me this buyer or seller. You know, thanks for working with me on this. Um, you know, when it, when it goes fairly well. Yeah. Um, and if it doesn't, you know, it's okay to add a little bit of constructive criticism. But, uh, you know, like maybe you should answer your phone once in a while. You know, yeah. sort of stuff like that. You it, know, it, just it, like it wouldn't hurt. common courtesy is mm -hmm. also like a big bonus in doing business. Like follow the golden rule. Treat people the yes. way you would like to be treated. Um, I think that's something that we can all be like mindful of. Cause even if you're having a bad day, like, would you want someone to rain on your parade if you're having a good day and they're having a bad day? No. So like you have to keep your bad day to yourself when you're at work, you need to a ray of sunshine when you go outside. <laughs> well, and, and to go back to something you said earlier, you mentioned the importance of, you know, building relationships, networking, regulating, and being aware of your emotions. I think if you can really commit to that, it puts you in a position to appreciate all the people that do support you. Because mm -hmm. I think we live in an era where like, we all want to give ourselves sometimes more credit than we should be. And we want to believe that we know more or can predict more or are more certain than we actually are. Because it's scary to realize that like, I couldn't do this without your help or I don't know all the facts that went into this deal closing, but I'm glad that it worked because I know how badly it could have gone. Yeah. Um, so that's really cool that that's. Yes. You have to admit thing. when you like, don't know something mm -hmm. like don't, Oh, that's my other piece of advice. Never <laughs> act like you know something you don't know. I hate when people do that and it's such bad business practice and I'm really passionate about it right now. Like don't, do it. It's okay to say you don't know something and ask for the correct answer. It makes you look better in the long run. And it's the difference between being full of it and not full of it. So and and it's better it's, to yeah, be it's, not full of it in business. Right. 
And I think brokers, if you have a sense of arrogance, they're even almost scared to, you know, to ask those questions where if you just admit, hey, I don't know what's going on here, or talk to talk to you. I don't know what's this, what's the deal with this title thing. I don't yeah, know. I would never lie to someone about a title issue I didn't know because that's like a big that could like affect millions of dollars of right. like that's just stupid. I would never do something that stupid. Well, and it, and, it, and it humanizes you. It makes you relatable. It makes yeah. it clear to everyone else like, hey, guys, I'm a person too, and I know stuff, but I also don't know stuff. Yeah. And I'll tell you when I don't know the stuff that I don't know. And I'll find the perfectly accurate answer from the person who knows it better than anyone else. So. Well, and I think that's that the networking thing, the thing that I think of is it's a skill to know what you don't know and who knows stuff that you don't know so you can then build relationships with those people. That, that's an art. So it, it's... It's cool that you've kind of figured that out. Thanks. Yeah. So how can we, how can people find you on our podcast? What's the best oh, way to connect with you? Um, that's a really <laughs> good question. Um, LinkedIn is a good way to find me. Katie Nobel. Um, I work at Fidelity. Um, my information is on there. I'm pretty sure we have like a company website, but I don't know how accurate it is. So LinkedIn's probably the best. Um, I can give you guys my email to put on your podcast website if people want to email me. I okay. highly doubt anyone's going to have some like really you never exciting title questions. Hey, yeah, will you sell my house? <laughs> you betcha I'll sell your house. And let's keep in mind here that, that Katie does commercial uh, title work. So, yes, commercial so titles. Let's just get that out there. <laughs> and so if you don't know what that means, it means not residences. Right. That It means multifamily, but not single family residential. I don't do that. But if you have a refi, a construction loan, you're buying or selling, you're developing land, multifamily, office, industrial, retail, anything, anywhere in the country, I am the queen of title. <laughs> no, <laughs> Just kidding. Joke. That's a lie. I'm not. Um, I absolutely 150% am not the queen of title. And um, that's what you should do. Send me your business. Well, well thank you, Katie. I appreciate you coming <laughs> on today. Yes. And, uh, yeah, thanks again. Thank you.